What's happening, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the New Perceptions podcast with me, your host, Ben Brown. Today's podcast, I did not plan to do a podcast today. Um, as you'll hear, it's, it's a, a story of an interaction with a family of otters that sort of turns into a bit of a flowy-ish exploration transmission around what nature is teaching me in these moments about freedom about health about harmony and remembrance before we get started on this podcast i'm going to take two minutes to tell you about our sponsor myonlinetherapy.com they have a service called self-care which is all about mental health it's all about taking the tools that you might learn Um, or implement in a therapy session with a psychologist we can have them in our pocket as a support toolbox for anxiety and depression and doing that inner work and healing ourselves through this service called self-care and there's audio courses where you just sit and listen it's kind of like a meditation i really really love it i highly recommend it if you're wanting to improve your mental health if you're wanting to bring another tool into your into your toolbox of support this is for you definitely it's a yearly subscription but you can get 20% off the cost of the yearly subscription using the code benjam or capital letters so head on over to myonlinetherapy.com go to the self care tab at the top sign up and with the discount it's only like £3.33 per month to have access to all of these tools Go and check it out or head over to my website if you want to support me and sign up to my newsletter. You pop your email in there, it's at the bottom. On my website, you'll also find some prints for sale, some art prints if you feel like taking a piece of something I've created and sticking it on your wall forever. Or if you feel like joining our Patreon community, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash Brown. That's where I post some videos and fairly frequent voice notes actually into our telegram group sign up check it out come and consume all the content there's over 30 videos in there about healing journey stuff over the last year i think there's a lot of valuable i hope there's a lot of valuable information in there so take a couple of deep breaths and settle into this pod i hope you enjoy it please let me know what you think about it share it with someone as always share it on instagram if you love it I want to tell you a quick story and just what I've learned in the last two hours, which has just happened to me. Um, So I'll start off, I'll preface this with how my day has gone. It is now quarter past seven in the evening and I've had a pretty good day. I got up this morning and this is the third day of my microdosing routine, a new microdosing routine that I'm doing which is called the Stamets Stack, which has got, it's a, a capsule with golden teachers, psilocybin mushrooms, 0.1 grams, and lion's mane, and niacin. Oh my God, did you hear that ping? Someone just ordered a print for me, from me, that's literally reflecting how I'm feeling right now. Like, I feel abundant right now. That's so synchronistically perfect there's been a whole bunch of synchronicities today that have happened the last two days have been fantastic 
I definitely had a big shift last week with my emotions, which I explained about in my previous podcast. But this microdosing is um, really helping. I'm going to take two or three days off now. But I've, this is the third day. This microdosing has really helped me um, lift my spirits. It's really helped me see things in a different light, from a different perspective. And that often comes and kind of actually was happening before I started microdosing. I'm really just um, utilizing the incredible wisdom of the mycelium to help me create these new neural pathways that I'm trying to work on, these new habits, these new ways of thinking, these new um, outlooks of positivity that I'm trying to, not that I'm trying to, that I am instilling. I'm like reinstalling some different software at the moment and I'm helping that whole process is being helped by the mycelium, by the mushrooms. But the big shift had happened where I was like, oh, I can see things in a different positive light. But yeah, big shift released a bunch of anger, seeing things in a new positive light, and the, the microdosing is obviously helping. Um, and excuse me if I'm coming across a little bit erratic or hyperactive. I've just got a lot of energy right now, and I'm trying to channel it as best I can into communicating through this microphone to you guys. So this morning I did my microdose. I stretched I waited for the, the niacin to flush through my whole body, which, if you haven't experienced that, it can be quite intense. And this is the second day in a row that I've um, done breath work at the same time, gone into quite a deep breath work um, practice, which is phenomenal and absolutely one of my, if not the go-to way for me to like reconnect to the universe, to spirit, to source, to God. And I find doing that first thing in the morning to be super effective in setting the tone of the vibration for my day to be high, clears my mind. So I did that, and then I was like, okay, I've got some admin work to do that I've been putting off. Did the admin work, felt all the feelings also of the resistance that was coming through around doing admin, and worked through it anyway. So I felt like I was in a good position to face up to doing what needed to be done today as opposed to running away from it or avoiding it which I have a ten have had a tendency to do and so I got shit done it wasn't comfortable I did it anyway and then I played my guitar for a little bit um, I ate some really healthy food for lunch and just had a very high vibe day did a bunch of emails just got shit done today it was really good but by the afternoon I was like fuck I'm feeling like kind of slumpy Part of me was like, ooh, you haven't smoked any marijuana in a while. It'd be quite nice to smoke some marijuana. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go and swim in the ocean. Because I'd also just listened to a podcast with Aubrey Marcus that really inspired me to take control of the choices that I'm making. Broadly speaking, this podcast just inspired me to spend more time in nature and um, listen to the higher version of myself so I grab my towel. I'm, I'm, I'm super lucky right now. I'm like a 10 minute, less than a 10 minute walk from the beach and from the ocean. So I grabbed my towel and I walked down and I almost went home because it started raining. I was like, no, I'm going to go. And I walked down and to get to the beach, you walk through this sort of natural conservancy area, which is a wetland. And there's a river that comes down from the mountains and it's, and it meets the ocean on the beach here. And there's reeds everywhere. 
and there's a boardwalk that goes through it and it's an abundant natural space like it's a very high vibrational space because there's not many people around and even to be honest the people around here are so wonderful and open-hearted and of a high vibration anyway it doesn't really matter if there are people around but it's full abundance of nature birds everywhere and as I'm walking down the boardwalk I just hear this rustling in the reeds across the river and this river's only like three meters wide and I think oh fuck there's a dog stuck in the reeds it's like jumping up and down trying to get out of the reeds right now I'm gonna have to wade across this river and rescue this dog and then I kept on looking to see if I could see what it was and then this otter poked its head out of the reeds instantly my whole body received a vibration like my whole body went into like a goosebumps feeling and I just looked at this otter and he's looking at me I sit down cross-legged on the boardwalk and for about four or five minutes I'm just watching this otter and then another one shows up and then two more show up and there's four of them just moving around and it looks like it's kind of the entrance to their home and so I'm stuck there and I'm having this beautiful interaction with these otters. Now otters are pretty elusive creatures. So if you ever get to see one in real life for any length of time, even just from a distance, it's quite a treat. It's a real privilege to see these incredible, beautiful animals. And they're also quite big. Um, I don't know if this, what type of otter this was. I think there's two types of otter in the Western Cape here in South Africa. But it was pretty big, it was like a medium-sized dog. And it certainly was checking me out, like we were, we were watching each other. And I really just got this feeling of, like, wow. I, I feel like nature is the perfect example, and these otters are the perfect example of just pure freedom. They're just ottering. They don't think too much about it, I imagine. They're not deliberating on how to go about being themselves. They just do it. It comes supernaturally to them. Obviously, they are um, comparing that, if you're going to compare an otter to a human and how it thinks about its own existence, we don't know how conscious the otter is of itself or itself in space and time, unlike us, where we're like, oh, we're here. Why are we here? But the otter doesn't question anything that's the point like the otter is just free to otter the reeds are free to read the river is rivering the birds are birding and everything is just happening and that's the feeling that i get when i go into nature that's why it feels so liberating just to be surrounded by nature is because it's all just happening automatically on its own seemingly yet when we when we take a closer look not only is not only is each of these happenings an incredible um, intelligence of life sustaining itself in within the four elements of this realm, within the specific environment of the riverbank or the mountainside or the ocean or the beach, all of these different environments that the intelligence is adapting itself to, but together it's all symbiotic. It's like it's coming from the same place, like it's working to help each other out in some way or another. There's this connectivity, this interconnectivity, like you don't question it, you're like, that's nature, it's just naturing. The otters do that, the reeds read, 
the river rivers and the fish are doing that. It, it's like, oh yeah, of course it all works together, otherwise it wouldn't exist. Yet here we are, existing. Unquestionably, we are nature. Nature is us. Yet we, it, we kind of separate ourselves from it. And we question, like, how do I go about being me? It's almost like we, we doubt that we have this intrinsic natural ability just to be, just to exist in harmony with our environment. And I think maybe, I feel maybe that's because we've, we're a little bit off track. I think that's, um, can't really argue that in terms of humanity as a species, we're a little bit off track. We, we think we're separate from nature. We're actually so out of sync with nature. We're so off the harmony um, that we're breaking it. We're, we're actually consuming more than we're giving back. And therefore, we, we consider ourselves to be above nature. And obviously, these are all um, fatal illusions that, or delusions that we're sort of lost in. It just gives me this sense of like, oh, I can just be myself. I can just exist. And also, I am meant to be here. I feel much more like I'm meant to be here when I'm in harmony with my environment. I think that's a bit of a given. And I'm in harmony with my environment when I'm in harmony with myself, when I'm peaceful, when my life is harmonious and in, in the rhythm of life and I'm not fighting it too much. I'm kind of, I'm going with the flow, but I'm still swimming. I feel like this interaction has taught me something or just reminded me, actually. It's less of a um, sharing of information and more of a, a waking up of a memory within me that I am nature, you are nature, listening to this. We're all nature. Everything on this planet is of nature, pretty much, I guess. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. It has a role to play or a part to play, even if it's so far away from what we might consider natural or organic or as part of a, a harmonious symbiotic ecosystem, even that can be seen as a, a reminder or a mirror to like come back, come back home to harmony. I think that's what I've been feeling recently is just this, um, I, and I live an incredibly liberated lifestyle. Like I really don't have much to complain about in terms of my my freedoms i'm free to roam i'm free to earn i'm free to exist in so many capacities in so many expressions yet there's still something in me that's like we can be so much more connected to nature and we can learn so much from nature as well and to try and make some kind of sense of this and fit it into a lesson around what's happening for me at the moment or, or around this huge transformation that's taking place on the planet with humanity. It just feels like if we can be, if I can be open to having experiences that remind me of the truth of who I am, that's kind of the medicine, right? That's the, the medicine reminds us, the medicine takes us back to who we are. It points to within us and says, it teaches us something. So if I'm to receive any medicine from these otters, it would be to remind me that I am free inherently. I am free. And any time I believe that I'm not free, that's moving towards illusion. I was born free. We are all free. And maybe there are these strange um, 
restrictions on our freedom to varying degrees, obviously, depending on the family we're born into, situation, um, culture, country, all sorts can have this um, effect, uh, like impact on how much we can exercise our freedom. Maybe uh, the way that we can express ourselves, that, that freedom, it may be reduced, but ultimately we are free. If we can move into the perception that I'm always free and that we are nature, nature is free, nature supports itself and is in harmony with, e- with itself, all the different species, all the different types of life on this planet that we're a part of. And as our perceived freedoms are being removed or restricted around the world, where there's like lockdowns happening, or these like mandates, a lot of people, myself included, like, well, how much freedom do we even have in the first place? Like, we're going into this, we want things to get back to normal, But in moments like that with the otter or moments in um, plant medicine ceremony or breathwork ceremonies or even just really present meditation moments in nature too, those moments can remind us, oh, this is actually the way of of the ultimate way of freedom is to come back into symbiosis with our environment, with each other. And most importantly, with the planet, I feel like coming back into contact with nature, with the planet, is a huge aspect of the awakening process and the healing process too. Um, because, and especially collectively right now, the, one of the main reasons we're so far down this like profit-driven um, lunacy rabbit hole where we are literally killing the planet that sustains us. We are destroying, we are so far out of being harmonious with nature right now. And we're just obsessed with commodifying it the whole time. And it's because we haven't, a lot of people haven't yet woken up and remembered that we are nature. Not only that, that nature is abundant. Nature will provide everything it needs for us, always. And that come, that's down to medicine, food, air, clean water, shelter, everything we need is here. We don't have to harvest one resource in order to make profit from it and create something unnatural that we could have gotten from nature in the first place, like energy. Especially when we're talking about sustainability, there's seven and a half billion people on this planet. We all need energy to live, especially in the ways that we're accustomed to now. But that's going to run out at some point. Or if it doesn't run out, we're going to destroy the natural ecosystem that sustains our life before it runs out, probably. Whether that looks like climate change or whether that, that looks like... Which to me, climate change is, it seems quite simple. It's like the, the planet is um, infected with this illusion, this one species that's got this mind infection, this distorted... Um, deluded perception that we are separate from nature and so it's infected the planet this but it's a it's a vibration of thought that then is manifested into action i don't know how this all ties into the theme of freedom right now but if we can spend more time in nature and encourage more people to spend time in nature and go on a journey of connecting with the infinite intelligence of nature instead of thinking we're the most intelligent species, 
um, then we can learn from nature and we can learn where we can realign ourselves, realign our vibration, realign our health, realign the way we energetically interact with our environment, with each other, come back into harmony. And I think in that harmony is where we'll find our ultimate freedom. Because this system that we've created for ourselves right now that isn't working really for anybody, is working, it's working for a few people, but ultimately it's wreaking havoc on our planet, which I, which I believe comes from an unhealed emotional wound around uh, the feminine and how we, how we um, treat the feminine, the sacred feminine, the goddess, the mother earth, our relationship to that is sort of the core. There's some kind of core wounding around that that's causing us to treat the planet so badly and treat women so badly and treat the feminine so badly and sort of be running riots, causing all sorts of harm. But we're also causing ourselves harm in the process because I am you and you are me. And if I do, if I harm someone else or even another being, I'm harming myself. So it's coming back to that remembrance as well. And when we do, when we have those moments where we feel at one with our environment, where we feel like we're exactly where we're supposed to be and we're feeling what we're supposed to feel, and I wouldn't change a single thing because this is just magic, the feeling of that, that's freedom. And we can get that through the teachings that nature is offering us all of the time if we choose to go and show up in the classroom. And not just show up in the classroom thinking that we're more intelligent than nature, show up into nature's classroom and be like, okay, I'm, I'm actually here to learn, which will inevitably involve some unlearning, a lot of unlearning. For me, it, it was a lot of unlearning. I had to unlearn all sorts. I'm still unlearning to make space for new shit to come in. I'm glad that freedom piece tied in at the end there. If we can connect with nature on a daily basis, we're ultimately connecting with ourselves on a daily basis. We're going to maintain that awareness of the interconnectivity of everything and each other. We're going to treat each other better. We're going to treat nature better. We're going to make choices that are aligning with a, a more sustainable footprint that we're each individually leaving on this planet. So we just come here. We take the oxygen. We take the food. We take the water. We take the crops. We take the land. We dam the rivers and we f farm the fish and we overfish the oceans and we're just taking, 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 taking. It's such an adolescent like consciousness. I mean, this I've, I, I understand this from it being reflected through me. Like when, I, when I'm in an adolescent consciousness, I just want to take. I just want to be in... I want to be in the power seat. I want to be... I, I want to exercise my power and be like exercise my power over things unconsciously and when I realize like oh I don't need to do that to prove myself or to prove my power over anybody because I'm not in a, not in competition with anybody and competition obviously is healthy to a certain degree but not when we're like stepping over people or causing harm in the process of winning this illusion of whatever this competition is we have over each other I'm specifically talking from a man's perspective where it's like competition for women, competition for um, money and status uh, and 
power, basically. This is all an illusion. There is obviously a certain level of competition, but not not to the degree that I think we're taught, where it's like survival of the fittest, dog-eat-dog world, and my teeth are bigger than yours sort of thing. We can work alongside each other, we can work alongside nature, and we can learn from each other, and we can learn from nature, and in that we will find, I think, new kinds of freedom that we haven't experienced before, where, and for me, certainly, this is the kind of freedom that I'm experiencing, and then I'm like, I see so, I see so much um, oppression in the world, so much tyranny and abuse of power and systems, and people are um, suffering. There is an immense amount of harm that's taking place because of this um, lack of harmony, because of we're lost in this down this rabbit hole of um, separation from ourselves and the planet. And I'm I'm spending time in nature, just having moments where I'm like, oh, this literally this last half an hour I've spent on the mountain meditating has made me realize that everything makes perfect sense. I don't need to figure things out. I just feel in my very being, every cell of my body just feels like I'm in the right place. And I'm not causing any harm. There are animals that are interacting with me. I feel like I'm learning from the plants just by being becoming silent. I feel like I'm learning from the weather. I feel like I'm learning from the elements. And suddenly it's like, wow, there's this whole other magical world that I'm learning about through nature through my experiences with connecting with otters <laughs> and seals come and visit me when I'm surfing and um, I have interactions often with um, these sunbirds here where they seem to come and check me out and fly in front of me for like a strangely long amount of time and then fuck off. Um, I feel like nature is trying to have those interactions with us. But it's only going to come and try and have those interactions with us if the, the animals and the, the environment as a whole, as a symbiotic whole organism, can feel that we are of the vibration, that we are open to having that kind of conversation. If you are like on a... If you are like grumpy or angry and you go storming through a woodland the animals are going to fuck right off and run away from you because they're like, Jesus, that's like a... I can f they can feel the energy uh, that isn't in harmony with the rest of the forest. But if you walk through knowing that you are the fucking forest <laughs> and maybe you're walking in bare feet and you're taking your time and you're just appreciating everything and you're not busy in your head thinking about work or bills or anything stressful, you can be super deeply present with nature the nature will come and school you about things. And it's just the most incredible classroom to be present in. Really, really, like, n nothing quite like cultivating. I mean, in my whole life, I, I've done a, I've had a, an amazing life. I've done a bunch of things in my life. I've traveled the world. I've raced for Great Britain in kayaks. I've won world championships. I've I went to three Olympics not to race, unfortunately. I tried, nearly got there. But I, I went to um, and watched in Beijing. I watched in um, Rio and I watched London. 
and I've had all these incredible experiences. Obviously, like creating a YouTube community and traveling the world and being paid to take Instagram photos, it's, it was a dream. I've driven an Audi R8 V10 Plus for five weeks. That was an absolute dream of mine. I've driven up to Kenya and back in a Land Rover. I've been on an icebreaker with an astronaut in the Arctic, flying helicopters almost twice a day. What I'm, I'm not showing off. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm fucking blessed that I've had this crazy lifetime, life so far and still nothing really compares to the feeling of being completely out of my mind and in my heart and in my body and connected to nature and then having an interaction with an otter like that. The presence is the key, cultivating the presence and nature teaches us to do that too teaches us to get quiet, to shut up and listen, listen to the birds. What's, what kind of songs are they singing to each other? How are they communicating to each other? And take it even deeper and feel the breeze, like feel the wind, feel the air, the element of air moving past your skin. And feel the friction that your skin is feeling and that all of your senses are picking up on and turning into electrical vibrations that are moving through your nervous system to be processed and received by your brain so that you go oh yeah that's it. the wind has picked up it's moving over my skin you can get you can get really present and focus with bare feet on the sand wet mud like grass whatever and you can earth your energy down into the planet you can have conversations with trees. And this isn't just the mushroom speaking. <laughs> Although if you do um, decide to journey with some psilocybin mushrooms in nature, um, you'll see and feel much more deeply exactly what's actually happening all of the time. It's happening all of the time, but you're, you're aware of... Your awareness of it happening is like the difference between drinking from a water fountain or a fire hose. It's like with the mushroom, it's like you, you're you very aware of all of the energy that's moving through you. And it, interestingly, in a way that's really futile almost to try and dissect with the mind. It's very much a feeling. And I suppose having those kinds of experience has those experiences has also activated at parts of me maybe or activated um, remembrances to remember that I am connected to all of this and but then again it just comes down to openness I know people who have never taken mushrooms before in their life and they can talk to trees and have a deep healing connection with the planet then we start making time to go and spend time in nature because it becomes a priority because it, it sets us on a high vibration. It sets us up for the rest of the day. If you go for a swim in the morning in the sea or in a river or just go for a barefoot walk around a park, you might seem like a bit of a nutter to other people. But you're going to have the most calm day you've ever had, potentially. Regulating our nervous system through nature, that's what's being taught here. And the freedom, coming back to freedom again, freedom to me... Because I've always been searching for freedom with all of these adventures. 
that I've been doing in my life. I've been searching for that freedom and I've been grabbing at it, going after it. I'm free, loving life. I can do anything I want. But what I've discovered is that ultimate freedom is to have a calm nervous system. Because it doesn't matter if you're fucking raging around Canada on a snowboard making videos thinking you're super free because you didn't have to pay for your lift pass. But if I, I was anxious a lot, I mean, I had a great time in Canada, actually, one of the one snowboarding in the Rockies with the boys. Those trips were some of the best ones because I, fo I didn't make as many videos and I actually spent more time snowboarding and less time editing. But I was anxious about creating content. I was anxious about like how people were perceiving me. I was anxious about getting the shots. I was anxious. I just, yeah, there was this element. There was like a, a background noise going on the whole time. So I couldn't fully immerse myself. There were moments definitely where I was like, okay, whoa, this, I remember this being a specifically magical moment in a snowstorm or, um, watching a, a rainbow across the mountain range as a, in the distance as a hailstorm, like kind of went across the range, like moments where I just felt really tuned into nature and the majesty of the Rocky mountains for sure. But I was searching for freedom the whole time. And like I say, what I'm discovering now, freedom for me is this. Calm. Calmness. And since I've been living a little bit more nestled in nature over the last two and a half months, my nervous system has felt super calm. And I've noticed also that that in itself has been too much sometimes for me because it's unfamiliar. My whole life I'm used to being anxious and running on this anxious energy and like got to get shit done, otherwise I'm not going to be enough, nobody's going to love me, nobody's going to like me, I'm not going to make enough money, got to make my parents proud. Got to do all the things that my friends need. Got to make another video. All of these like things the whole time. And I got used to running on that sort of adrenaline. But then you just get burnt out. I got burnt out. People get burnt out. And so that ain't free to me. That's not full freedom. You could, if you want to compare it, it's like freedom compared to other people's lives if you want to do the comparison game. But again, it's not a competition. What's freedom for me might not be freedom for you. What's freedom for me right now isn't what's freedom, isn't what was freedom for me five years ago. I would have been like, calm? What the fuck are you talking about, calm? I've got a land rover. I can drive all over Africa. That's freedom. Yeah, but it ain't very free if you're trapped in your mind the whole time. So this is why I'm encouraging people to think outside of the box to ask questions about the things that we've been taught. Not everything, of course. I'm not, like, let's not polarize this. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. When I tell you that there's intelligence within plants that you can experience through drinking tea <laughs> or smoking that herb or drinking that drink 
or eating those mushrooms. Oranges, for example, are literally balls of light that the tree has gathered from the sun and put into a energy ball of fructose. There's intelligence within that. We can learn from it. It's got energy. Some plants help us sleep better. Some plants help with our digestion. Some plants help us concentrate better. Some plants help us see God. And some plants, we can smoke them and get high. Like, we have so much to learn from all of these intelligences when we are open to it. And if I say this is the way forwards, we should all be eating more plants, that doesn't mean to say no more meat or, um, oh, those herbal things help your eczema. Well, that means you don't want modern medicine. It's like, no, let's, let us not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let us not go to extremes with these things. We can have both. We can have both. There's nuance here. We can use holistic health, nature's intelligence and nature's medicine and see how far that can take us because it's free. Well, it's not free always, but like it grows in the ground. We can cultivate it. It's sustainable. It's in symbiosis with us. This is also part of the awakening that people are receiving by spending more time in nature. It's like, oh, I'm in symbiosis with nature. I am nature. That means the plant is probably going to be my preference. The plant extract might be my preference. But right now, because we're kind of lost in the illusion of separation, the preference is the um, pharmaceuticals. Again, don't throw me out with the bathwater. There's need for pharmaceuticals. I'm not saying there's not any need, but like, let's take a look at the fucking nature. Let's take a look at natural health. I, I see, like, I am not on paper qualified to be speaking about half the things I speak about, but I do live it. I do I have a strong connection to my body. I'm developing a strong connection and relationship with my mind and my heart, my environment and my food. And I feel like I am qualified to say that nature wins. It seems obvious, actually, when we think, well, we are nature. <sighs> Every breath we take is provided for by our planet. Food, air, water, shelter, the whole lot, the sunlight, everything. Seems obvious, right? Direct connection there to our environment. Yet we're still sort of drawn towards the the engineered um, medicine. And this is not a judgment, right? This is just an observation. My observation is that maybe in, with my own sort of internal investigation, I have been and am still running autopilot programs on a lot of things. And the ones that I want to remove that aren't very good for me I'm like, well, why did, where did that actually come from? Well, it comes from programming. It comes from the hypnosis of the advertising that we were shown on TV as kids, through the radio, through the ce celebrity endorsements of our role models. Um, it's very subtle. And actually, once you sort of pull yourself out of that matrix, it becomes not very subtle at all. 
But that's kind of the problem when you don't have the awareness that you might be susceptible to conditioning or to some kind of like mild hypnosis. It doesn't, it infiltrates enough to impact the decision making and the choices, but not enough to make you think that you're, you don't have agency over yourself. You still think that you're making these choices for yourself, but really it's some kind of like infection that's been received through screens or through cultural programming or religious programming. And it's, I don't think it's my place to unpack and investigate all the reasons why pharmaceutical medicine isn't as effective or sustainable as natural remedies. I don't think that's my place, but it is my place to speak to my experience and I feel like nature is teaching me and so many other people too right now really what life is all about and really what intelligence is and what intelligence means and humbling us. This is another plant ceremony, plant medicine ceremony thing. You get humbled big time. And when I've had a couple of five gram mushroom journeys and a couple of three gram ceremonies and I've, yeah, I've tried uh, chunga as well. I've had a chunga ceremony. And you just get fucking humbled. Like, you're like, oh, okay, there are, there's intelligence within this very mushroom on its own that's, that is laughing at my, my so-called intelligence of what my ego thinks it knows. Now that it's it's actually laughing because there is an intelligence within me that is the same as the mushroom, that divine aspect, um, and that can be tapped into, and it's actually the eternal aspect of us. It's the energy that's coming through us. We just kind of get obsessed and caught up with this idea of self, of me and my story, and this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is what I know, this is what I don't know, I believe in this, I don't believe in that. The ego likes to control things, the ego likes to know, the ego does not like being told that it's wrong, or learning that it's wrong, to the point where it will deny what's true, what's very obviously blatantly true, because it's embarrassing, or it's... um, caught in this illusion of self so back to nature nature offering us an alternative story nature offering us not an alternative story i think we're far down the road of the alternative story and we're working out that we've it's not sustainable that this this road goes one way and it just ends with more dependence on these engineered medicines um which is actually a consequence of our distorted, disjointed, unharmonious lifestyle that involves a lot of stress, not a lot of sleep, terrible nutrition, and we're trying to survive our life the whole time rather than thriving. And then we did go for a walk in nature and we're like, holy shit, nature's just out here thriving. And I'm part of that. Can't I be part of that? Can't I thrive? What does it take for me to thrive? Ah, like, but I have to go back to the matrix and survive and like, um, and in order to make it through that, I've, I've got to, the, the professionals tell me I've got to take this, this and this, and that's going to give me side effects for this, this and this and 
careful with that one because it's super addictive. Oh no, you're addicted. Never mind. You're just going to have to keep. You know, you're going to have to wean you off of that pharmaceutical. It's like mess versus like that's chaos, right? You, you can look at chaos, look at nature, and think, okay, that's quite chaotic. But there's um, rhythm to it. There's it's in, there's an intelligence within the chaos. There's order within the chaos, and it all just happens. It just works. And then you look at the chaos of um, the health crisis that we're in. Um, the health crisis that we've been in, the health crisis that we're only just really starting to become aware of as we get tested, as our immune systems have been tested hardcore recently. It's like we got real comfy. We got really comfortable. I say comfort. I don't... Because... I say comfort because I think we believe and taught to believe that this um, pharmaceutical modern medicine vibe is the only way to do things but it's also like oh i can buy my way there it's a shortcut but there's no shortcuts to health there really aren't any shortcuts to health the the shortcuts are the long way is the shortcut because <laughs> it's kind of the only way if you really want to take um control of your body and your health and your mind and your emotional body and be completely sovereign so that the world doesn't rock you so hard and you go into from survival mode into thriving you're like fucking bring it on that feeling of pretty much being invincible where you're vibrating so high that colds and flus don't even touch you of course every now and then we're going to be susceptible to a cold or a flu but those things are going around the whole time anyway. We're not going to get rid of those bugs, those viruses. We can't just get rid of it. It's going to be there. And it's there to it's it's in our system. And then when we when when we get run down, we overcook things and we get into a stressful lifestyle and then we become more susceptible because our immune system is struggling and we're caught in that chaos. That's when the flu virus or the the cold the common cold takes advantage of our perfect body because we've come down to its vibration. But then just like nature, because we are nature, the body adapts. The body responds. It, the temperature goes up. Um, energy goes down. We're forced to we fall asleep. We sleep for much longer. We want to drink more water. Um, we sneeze, we're getting shit out of our lungs, we're coughing it up, we're getting it out, like the body's doing its thing automatically. All of these things that we're like, oh, these are symptoms of this illness that we've got. It's our body just doing its thing. To reduce the symptoms, sometimes we have to do that, obviously. And again, let's not polarize the situation here. I'm not saying like everybody must sit in their symptoms and let their body do its job. But like, also, kind of, why not? In a lot of ways, it's not. That's not for everybody, obviously. But like, if we want the body to grow stronger and adapt to the challenges that nature is going to send our way to upgrade us, then we've got to sit with it. We've got to be with it. Can't just run away from it. Can't just stick a plaster over it. And if we find ourselves in a position where our health is so poor that we might not survive this next thing, that the whatever it is. The invitation now is to like take a long, hard look at whether we want to try and do the shortcut route again or if we're going to come back down to fundamental 
basic health, like the pillars of health, sleep, nutrition. So sleep is like recovery, rest, recuperation, um, allowing our bodies time to adapt so we stay strong, supported by obviously nutrition and what we consume, not just in food, but the information that we consume. All, all is vibrational. Movement and exercise, our bodies need to be moved and to be kept strong, to build them up and like keep them resilient. We need to use resistance to keep us in the game. And the fourth pillar being mindfulness, to, to stay in a good state, a state of good mental health. And I think a lot of people, myself included, have struggled with that over the years. And because that's kind of been chucked, interestingly, nothing else works unless mental health is on board. Like, everything is mind. Take my life, for example. Like, dream life, had a great time, don't regret a thing, would do it all again, I'm sure. But, like, I'd do it all again, but with more mindfulness. That's the one thing I'd change. I had a good physical health. Like I pretty good, I was good at sleeping and my diet was pretty good as well. Like I always took care of my food and like took care of my diet. Really, really didn't let those three go slip up too much, to be honest, after being an athlete for so many years. But my mental health wasn't in the game. So it's like the other three didn't even really matter because my head wasn't in the game. So when we're taking a focus on those four pillars of health, then we can start to make some really positive changes. But this is the thing, like, why we're also resistant to change. We're so resistant to that. We want to be in our routine so that we don't have to think about things too much and we don't have to be engaged too much with life because it's all a lot. It's a lot to exist. Being here, <laughs> it's a lot. And it becomes even more and even more as you expand your awareness. It's like, can your mind hold that much information? Can your mind hold that much awareness? And sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can't hold it. So I have to go into my mindfulness practice to stop having to try and figure it out or work it all out and just come back into my body. And then my body knows what to do. Then I'm back in harmony again. I don't have to think about things too much. Don't overthink things and lose my head. Get anxious. Take me out of the present moment. Anxiety is also fight or flight. Sympathetic nervous system comes on board. Immune system shut off. It's not how we want to be living. We don't want to live in fear. We want to be free. So we've got to adapt and change. And sometimes it means like letting go of dependency that we might have had on a familiar way of doing life that ain't working for us anymore. I think that's the invitation right now. It's like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not saying let's get rid of all modern medicine but we need to come back to nature. Like, it's a wake-up call right now. I I mean, I've done mushrooms and stuff, and that's the me really the main message that kind of comes through is like, stop thinking you're the most intelligent species, start listening to nature again, everything you need is here, and it grows in the ground. <laughs> like, stop commodifying everything, stop making things only if they're profitable. Guess what else is profitable? Sick human beings. Are profitable. No wonder we're steered away from nature and hypnotized into the towards the away from nature towards whatever, but away from nature, we're just being pulled out of that, being taught that we're somehow separate from it, that we dominate it, that we're more intelligent than it. 
nature knows how to change and adapt automatically. It doesn't have to figure it out, it just does it. And we have that intelligence within all of us as well. It's just a matter of tapping into that and believing in it and like trusting in it. And of course, we're taught to not trust it. Because if everybody was trusting in nature and trusting in their own natural ability to heal themselves from the inside out and with the natural medicines that grow on this planet, then nobody would be sick enough to be buying half of the shit that they're selling. It's very, I mean, it seems, it seems really crazily obvious. Um, but I, and I'm not judging anybody who's like, just sort of, this is news to them. Because this is fucking news to me as well. I'm only just, this is why I started this podcast, New Perceptions. This is news to me. I'm just figuring this out as I go along. And I'm trying to smile my way through it because a lot of it's fucked up. <laughs> a lot of it's so fucked up. Anyway, this was only meant to be like a 10 minute little story podcast, but I hope you got something from it. Um, I certainly really enjoyed making it. Uh, I'm just going to um, end it here. So thank you for listening and go spend some time in nature get out in it and be open open yourself energetically it's gonna feel cringe as fuck to begin with but then when you start tapping into it and people then start pointing and saying oh my god you're cringe as fuck what are you doing earthing down in your with your bare feet in the winter over over time you begin to worry less about what other people think because you're starting to feel the truth of your connection with nature so if you're feeling this share it on instagram and tag me on a story share it with a friend and here's a little challenge i'm going to do this right now with some of my brothers who i've been wanting to go for a hike with for a while reach out to someone and invite them on a nature mission and say i'm going on this walk i'm going on the i'm going to go and swim in the ocean i'm going to climb this hill on this mountain i'm going to go for a bike ride here whatever it is that's available to you around near you say to a friend i'm going to go and do this and you're invited do you want to come and if they say yes then go and if they say no that's fine you're either going to go anyway or invite another friend or get two or three friends together or do it on your own, but get out into nature. It's easier when you sort of book something with someone because if the weather turns on the day or you don't feel like it so much on the day, you've got someone to sort of hold you accountable. You're going to show up because the other person's showing up. Get excited about it and make a flask of tea and take it with you. Like prepare the adventure, but get out into nature. Highly recommend it. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and yeah, have a blessed, beautiful week. Go and check out my website, benjam.uk, if you want to check out some of my photo prints and subscribe to my newsletter on there. Go and check me out on Instagram. And that's about it. I love you. Goodbye.